today we're going to do something a little different. Praise God. I need to sit down because this has been a week, but today, New Covenant, we're going to have a family fireside chat. And we're going to take it easy. And anything that's hard for me to say, John's going to be backing me up. So if I get to anything difficult, he'll unlock that spirit of revelation with a psalmist anointing. So today, are you, are you ready to receive the word of God? Are you ready to receive it? If you are, then let's go to Isaiah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Just close your eyes for just a second more. Just one more second more. Father, I pray over this congregation. A release of revelation knowledge yet again. Create within us the proper atmosphere of our hearts. Good ground hearts. Good ground hearts. That the seed of the word will fall on our hearts. And that the seed will produce a hundredfold return. In the precious name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Worship is our purpose. If you're taking notes, today we're going to go a little deep into the Word. So I'm going to take my time. I'm just going to take my time. We're going to go into some deeper things. And, and as we progress into deeper things, um, some of you have been on milk too long. And the Lord says, I'm ready to throw out some slabs of spiritual steak if you're ready to eat them. So we're going to talk for just a minute today about something worship is our purpose if you're making notes write that down and turn to Isaiah 30 31 through 32 thank you brother Michael John I stole your seat <laughs> Isaiah 30 31 through 32 and it says this the voice of the Lord will shatter let's read this together out loud the voice of the Lord will shatter Assyria with his scepter, he will strike them down. Every stroke the Lord lays on them with his punishing rod will be to the music of tambourines and harps as he fights them in battle with the blows of his arm. Amen. Can you say amen to the word? There's a couple of things we see in this passage. And Scott, just leave it up for just a minute. Media team, I appreciate y'all. Y'all are awesome. Praise God. There's a couple of things that we see in this passage. One of them is the voice of the Lord. Another is worship. We see the tambourines and the harps. So what does that mean? That means that we don't get up as a church just to have song service to rev us up for an inspirational speech. The voice of the Lord and worship is the activation of spiritual warfare. When the devil torments you, there is nothing that releases a resistance to that. Like the voice of the Lord or the word of God and your worship. 
I love this passage of Scripture because it says, to the music of tambourines and harps. John, just get a little louder for just a second. Is that a stringy sound? It is. Kind of a harpy sound. Now you say, well, Pastor, that's just weird. Talk to us about love your neighbor as yourself. You're talking about sounds and stuff. How many of y'all know you need to love your neighbor as yourself? But I'm talking to you about something a little bit deep today. Listen to this sound again. You may say, well, Pastor, I just, I need to fight harder. I need to work harder. I need to do something more and and that's good and it's good that your heart's thinking that way but sometimes the only sound you need to release is the sound of worship and with every jingle of the tambourine with every song that you release and with every musical instrument that you hear as you release that sound of worship it's like striking battle blows against the enemy When we come together, and I'm going to talk about demonic networks in just a second, and how this very sound. Worship you. We magnify you. We bless you, Lord. You are good. You are holy. There is none like you. Oh. Just that sound begins to break through. And it begins to crack heaven. If you're taking notes, I don't know how you can write all that out. But write something about there's a sound that God wants to release in the earth realm that'll cause a spiritual breakthrough in the heavenly realm. Say that after me. There is a sound that God wants to release. Through us in the earth realm that will break through the spiritual realm. We have to learn how to, as a church and as individuals, how to pull supernatural answers out of the invisible realm. How many of you have any, some, any, some kind of need? (laughs) Any need, any need, some kind of need in your life. Just beyond what your gelatinous orbs, known as eyes, can see, there is an answer. It's beyond what you can see with your two eyes, but there's an answer just beyond it. And it's in the spiritual realm. Every penny you need to get out of debt, listen, every penny you need to get out of debt, Is just beyond what you can see with your natural eyes. The spouse that you can't see with your natural eyes. His or her spirit. Is in the spirit realm. Just beyond what you can see with your natural eyes. When you're in the middle of heartache and pain. The peace that you need is just beyond what you can see with your natural eyes. Please hear this word today. Everything that you need 
is beyond what you can see with your physical eyes right now. We have to learn how to pull. I feel such an anointing. I'm afraid to move too fast. We have to learn how to pull those things out of the spiritual realm and into the now. Darling, can I hold your iPad for just a second? I know you're taking notes. Does somebody else have? Okay. The other day I was, God was dealing with me about how to pull things that we can't see out of the supernatural dimension into the realm of the the now, the existent. And I had my iPad open and I was making an email. I was writing an email. I was making an email. I was writing one. And the Lord says, hold that email in your hand. And I went, well, I'm holding the iPad. He said, no, 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 no. Hold the, the actual letters and the paper in your hand. I said, well, I can't. He said, why? I said, because it's all digital. It's beyond paper and ink. He said, really? Let's go a little further. He said, try to reach in there and grab it. So I went like this. He says, you can't take it from beyond that thin veil known as glass, can you? And I went, no. He said, son, how do you get that email from this mechanism into the natural? I said, well, I have to hook it up to the right equipment. And if I get it to the right printer and hit print, it will come out of here and exist in a different dimension. Are y'all with me? Are y'all following me this morning? He said, son, I want my people to get the connection Because I've shown them, boy, I feel this. I show my people right here what belongs to them. And they need to get it out of here and into here. But you got to hook it up to the right mechanisms. And I said, well, Lord, talk to me about what the right mechanisms are. He said, well, your heart's the first printing mechanism." you got to have your heart right. And if your heart's not right, you'll never pull anything out of the invisible realm into the natural realm. And I said, okay, make my heart right. It's that easy. Father, forgive me of my sins. I repent of my sins. Forgive me in Jesus' name. Lord, make my heart right. Whatever you have to do. If I need to fast and pray, lead me to get my heart right. Then when we get our heart right and we get the word hooked up to our heart, it begins the first printing process. To get it out of the invisible realm into the natural. He said, you already know about the word. You already know about my name. You already know about all these mechanisms that pull it out in Jesus name. I speak healing over you. That's a printing mechanism. Laying on of hands. Something we do in the natural to activate the invisible realm to pull it into the natural. If you're sick in your body, I take my natural hand and I say in the name of Jesus, the word of God says by his stripes. You were healed. That's a mechanism to get it out of the book and into the natural realm. But then the Lord says, but today I want you to focus on worship. Worship is the primary mechanism by what you get things from beyond the natural realm into the natural realm. Man, 
I feel the spirit of revelation, knowledge in this place this morning. Do y'all feel that? Worship has three dimensions. Let me, let me go ahead and tell you before I move any further. Before I go any further in this series on spiritual warfare, last night I had a visit in the spirit. And I won't tell you what it was because it was a very, it was a rough moment. And I prayed about whether to share this or not. But there was a, a, a spirit <laughs> that manifested last night and said to me some things, basically threatened me and said, you are not to share what God has given you to share and then I won't tell you what all he said in conjunction with that because it was it was foul and it was mean and it was ugly and Pastor Johnny knows about the time because I woke up and it's like oh. so he said don't you talk about spiritual warfare anymore and don't you talk about worship or I will and I won't say any more than that so guess what we're talking about today? Spiritual warfare and worship. As old um, Lester Summerall said one time, he woke up in the middle of the night and the devil was at the foot of his bed. And he looked up and he says, oh, it's just you. And he whirled back over and went to sleep. When we get to a place where we live from a life of victory, a presupposed position of victory, I already walk in victory and no demonic force, no devil in the spirit realm, no demonic influence, no nothing will stop me from doing what God's called me to do and being who God's called me to be. When we get to that place, we've already won three quarters of the battle. Amen. So worship has three dimensions. Number one, experiencing God's manifest presence. There is nothing that will pull your needs from the heavenlies into the now quicker than God's precious presence. You need peace? Get His presence. You need joy? Get His presence. You need money to get out of debt? Get His presence. Make that your priority. Seek first, Matthew 6, the kingdom of heaven, God's presence, His glory, and everything else shall be added unto you. Can you say amen to that? Let's repeat that as a faith confession. I seek first the kingdom of God and His presence. I seek first God and everything else is added unto me. Do you believe that? Amen. Well, you just pulled out of the iPad Bible your need and in from the spiritual realm into the right now realm. Experiencing God's manifest presence is the first dimension of worship. When you worship God, oh, I worship you. Father, I bless you. I praise you. I give you glory. You alone are worthy. You alone are worthy. His presence floods that because the Bible says in Psalm 22, 3, God inhabits the praises of his people. You want his presence? Worship it. The second dimension is displaying or revealing Jesus to mankind. Y'all, we can come up with every kind of outreach possible. But if we're not displaying Jesus, nobody's truly going to be transformed or drawn. 
We can come up with programs. Immersed is going to be fantastic. And it's drawing hundreds of people. How many churches are going to be represented here? 23 churches are going to be represented here at Immersed. 23. Nations are going to be represented here at Immersed. Deacon Eddie, how many nations do we reach on a regular basis? 89 nations. Who were we on the phone with the other day in a conference call? Because we want to go. I'm, I'm going there to preach. Gustavo Sandoval in where? Bogota, Colombia. Reaching and all that. But if we do not display Jesus, if we're just displaying a political agenda, then nothing will ever be accomplished that needs to be accomplished. Healing will not be poured out on a people that just have a political agenda. Revival will not occur among a people who are just looking to find a spouse in church. Now, where else are you going to find a spouse? You better find them in church. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You want a sanctified spouse. Hallelujah. But if that's your only motive, it'll never happen. Jesus is looking for people that will put Him first and that will set Him in the highest place. And when we do, we display to the world the manifest presence of Jesus Christ. Man, that's good. When we worship and we begin to feel His presence move in and among us, lost people do too. And they even feel it when they're just riding around the building. They begin to feel, what, what, what is that? But we got to place Him in the highest place. Worship has the dimension, the second dimension, displaying Jesus to mankind. And let me just tell you for the record, praise God, worship is not just a song service. The Levites that get up here are not Robert Palmer's backup singers. For those of you who don't know who that is, YouTube it. It's not who they are. We don't come in to get motivated to, to, to hear the Word or to hear a speaker. We come in to give God the absolute highest place. Beyond Randy Morgan, beyond the pastoral staff, beyond the deacons, beyond anything else, beyond New Covenant Church of Atlanta. God is so much bigger than New Covenant Church of Atlanta. But we want to make sure this is a good throne for him right in the middle of Atlanta, Georgia. Can you say amen? So number one is experiencing God's manifest presence. Number two is displaying or revealing Jesus to mankind. Number three, worship is for destroying the works of Satan. Our transactions between us and God can be blocked by spiritual forces. Turn to Daniel chapter 10. Daniel chapter 10, verse 12. 10, 12. Daniel 10, 12. Go there really quick. Daniel 10, 12. Scott, are you with the NIV? Okay, then I'll just read out of my Bible. Then he continued, do not be afraid, Daniel. Now, who was talking here? It was an angel. An angel had come to Daniel. And if you want to read the rest of this this. Uh, experience go back from Daniel 10 1 through 12 through 11 
And it basically this person shows up in Daniel's life who's dressed in raiments of gold and shimmering and shining and, and, and they, well, they're just beautiful, this person who shows up. So here's this continuation. Daniel, basically leading up to this moment, Daniel was praying because his people were in trouble. And I'll just stick a pin there and say they were in trouble. And Daniel needed, listen to this, an answer to prayer. He was desperate. I'm desperate to see the LGBT and S, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, straight, black, white, Hispanic, all people. I'm desperate for this. And especially as it relates to the gay community and the people gay friends, friends of the gay community, because our people have been held in a lie that they not only, I mean, just in recent years, they've begun to discover that they could be loved by God. But very little deeper revelatory nation, not knowledge, because here's what God says. I will pour out my spirit upon all my sons and daughters. And they shall prophesy. We've been told we can be loved. But we haven't been told. We haven't even reached the dimension yet. That every one of us can cast out devils. That we can speak with new tongues. That we can prophesy. That we have the right to lay hands on the sick. And see them recover. Amen. And so here they are. Here, here we are in the book of Daniel. Daniel's desperate. And he's crying out in prayer. And the angel says, do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. Underline that in your Bible. From the first day, Daniel opened his mouth and said, oh, God. And God released an answer to that prayer. How many of y'all been praying for something for a little longer than a day or two? Some of you have been. Wow. Wow. Answers. Glory to God. So here they are. He's been praying. And he's been praying for 21 days in desperation. I have come in response. This angel was released immediately to respond to his prayer. But, verse 13, the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Now, this angel is talking. And there's this prince. And in the New Living Translation, it actually has a better translation. It says, the spiritual prince of Persia, the Persian kingdom, resisted me 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes. Come on, Michael. Hallelujah. An archangel, the angel of war, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. And then it goes on to say that he was released. But here's, what I, here's where I'm going to. Sometimes our transactions, and please hear this. Is everybody with me? Touch your ear and say, I'm hearing in Jesus' name. Sometimes our transactions between us and the kingdom of God are hindered by demonic forces. And here in the book of Daniel, we see it clearly that an angel was released from the presence of God to carry the answer to Daniel. But over a spiritual atmosphere, there was a demonic network that set up a, a, a season to block that answer. 
Now, there's no such thing as up or down in the spirit realm. How many of y'all know that? But if you ever say to somebody, point toward heaven, most people would go like this. They point up. So there's an understanding, even though there's no up or down in the spirit realm, there seems to be this concept that it's right above us. Are y'all with me? So sometimes if you're in worship and it feels heavy, doesn't the heaviness feel like it's coming from above you down, like it's oppressing you? Or when you're in oppression or depression or sadness or anguish, it feels like it's coming from the top of you down. And it feels like it's oppressing you. And you even we even have an expression for it. It's so weighty. I feel like I'm just being pushed down. Because the spiritual dimension is right beyond what we can see, but it feels like it's coming from above us down. Are y'all with me? Is everybody understanding that? So right in the heavenly realms, sometimes there will be demonic networks that will fashion blockades to getting our answer from the throne room into the here and now. I know we're going deep. Stay with me. All right. So you cry out, God, Heal the sick. Pour out your spirit. And then all of a sudden we feel like there's no answer for a little bit. Or we're praying for an answer and it feels like we're being blockaded. Guess what? You are. There's demonic forces that are seeking to network, to hinder the answers to our prayers. At work, you feel like there's a heaviness. You walk into your workplace. You open the door. You step in. And you're like this. You with me? There's a blockade that's been set up to hinder the flow from the throne room into our hearts and through our hearts. Daniel experienced it. For 21 days, his prayers were blocked. But part three of the list I just gave you, worship is for destroying the works of Satan and the blockades of Satan. Ephesians 2.2 says, Satan is the prince of the power of the air. His generals and his cohorts are principalities and powers and rulers of wickedness in heavenly places. That's Ephesians 6.12. Whenever you go into a side of town, Listen to me, please. This is revelatory knowledge. That's poorer. You can almost sense this blockade of poverty. There's a demonic oppression that sits in the atmosphere. And you notice you go around and there's, there's not a lot of rich people that live there. And it's not because rich people are snooty and say, well, I don't want to live there. It could be. But there's a demonic stronghold that holds poverty and sway in that particular area of town. You go over here and you go to the rich side of town. And there's a demonic stronghold of pride. And this is mine and don't you take it and I ain't sharing it. It's not in everybody, but it's in some. And it's a a principality and it's a power that rules over that dimension. Cheshire Bridge. I, I only need to say the name. And we immediately get concepts of what principality... Name some principalities that have held sway over Cheshire Bridge. Somebody. Lust. What? Seduction. Something else. 
Drugs. What else? Control. Something else. Who? Powerless. Power? Powerless. Lack of control. Lack of ability to have something else. Manipulation. Loneliness. Sin. Addiction. We know what we don't see because we see it. Are you, you hear that? We know what we don't see because we see it. Yet often we do nothing about it. The purpose behind New Covenant Church of Atlanta is to be a rock that was formed without human hands, according to Daniel, hurtled to the earth that becomes a mountain that fills the whole earth. Every song we sing is ramming against the gates of the spiritual atmosphere to break through. And the enemy's desperately trying to hold on to a little bit of power and a little bit of control. But New Covenant Church of Atlanta, we're here to serve notice on the heavenly realm that God's kingdom is more victorious than any principality or power or demonic force that could be held in sway. we got to break through these enemy blockades and pull out of the heavenly realms exactly what this realm needs and pull it out of there and into the now. We've got to pull it out of the heavens and into the atmosphere of the earth in this moment. People are thirsty and they don't know what they're thirsty for. So we have to pull the rivers of living water out of the heavens. I have never felt so much in my life a hindrance to my prayer language as I have felt in the past three months. I go to pray in tongues and I go, Korraba. And it's like something grips my throat and says, don't you do that. And I'm like, <clears throat> shut up, devil. I'm going to do it even if I don't feel like it. I've never felt such a weight on my feet to keep from just dancing. I've never felt such a weight to resist my ability to lift my hands and my voice. In Levites, I said, honor on you. Deliverance ministry, I said, honor on you. Premarital counsel, I said, honor on you. Transformed honor. Every other youth, every, every ministry in this house, I said, honor. Covenant care. All of you. Just work. All of you. Because we're laboring in a dimension we've never reached before. And because of that, it gets heavy. But keep rising. Square your shoulders. Do what you know to do. Don't grow weary in well-doing. Because we're breaking through the spiritual gates that have held and been held in sway for decades over this region. I actually said, I think it was Scott who had a wreck down the road about a year ago, I guess it was, or six, eight months ago. And he said to the cop, I'm trying to go to church. And the cop said, there's a church on Cheshire Bridge. <laughs> yes. He's known as the prince of the power of the air and held in 
and sway. And these are examples of how we can even see with our physical eyes. But there are spiritual gates that are set up. I challenge you to do something. Read your Bible back to front. Genesis to Revelation. Underline everywhere gates are mentioned in the natural. And then in the spiritual. The Bible says of itself that it was written. The Old Testament was written for our understanding so that we could see into the spiritual realm what was happening in the natural. Basically, when Paul interpreted going through the, the Red Sea, he said that's as an example of you being baptized and passing from Egypt, sin, into the promised land, wholeness and eternal life. All these gates are mentioned in the Bible because they represent that we're hindered from moving to the... And y'all know the feeling of reaching spiritual gates. You know the feeling. You know it when you hit them. It's like we have an expression for it. It's like I hit the wall. Hit a brick wall. Hit the wall. In every dimension of our life, we know it. Like I'm hitting a wall. It's in the spirit realm. And the devil's built that wall. And he's happy that you've hit it. As long as you don't break it. But our worship is the sound. Go to Micah. Micah 2.13. It says this. One who breaks open the way will go up before them. This is a prophecy about Jesus. They will break through the gate and go out. Their king will pass through before them. The Lord at their head. When you reach spiritual gates... It's time to worship the King of Glory because He already has the power and the ability to break through into that next season. It's breakthrough time. It's breakthrough time. There are regional spirits and networks over areas. A particular one, and I won't go into the depth of it, but it's a principality known as Jezebel. And at some point in the future, I'll probably teach on Jezebel a little bit. But over this region and over the gay community, Jezebel has held sway for so long. Jezebel is a seducer, is, 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 a, is a, a, an oppressor, is a controller. Jezebel hides behind certain faces, and we know that. You paint it up like a Jezebel. I'll gussy it up like a Jezebel. Those of you from the South know that expression. But this is a principality and a power that's held sway over this area and this region and we identify it and even though it's set up gates we're getting through those gates because we're pulling out of the heavenly realms everything we need for this life and godliness to rule and reign as kings and priests in this life amen amen the king goes before us everybody say this after me the king jesus goes before us we break through. We will not be held in bondage. We will not be held in bondage. This church breaks through. Our worship breaks through. We break through. I break through. In the name of Jesus. No gate that's against me can withstand the Jesus in me. Nothing formed against me shall prosper. I move through because the King has already moved through. In Jesus' name. Now when we begin to do intercessory prayer more and more, 
We're doing intercessory prayer to break through those spiritual gates that have been held in, in sway for so long. I remember just another story and then I'll, we'll move on with the service. Years ago, New Covenant met in another church. We've had five, four, five-ish locations. The first location doesn't count because it was one week in mine and Pastor Johnny's apartment complex's pool house. So we met in the pool house for our first service. The spiritual atmosphere was different. Then we moved to a hotel, conference room. Spiritual atmosphere was different. Wasn't super tough, but it wasn't easy either. But then we moved into a church that other religious groups would meet in. I was my office was right next to some Buddhists and the Wiccans, the witchcraft group would meet in in another room right down from us to have their services. And you want to talk about spiritual oppression. We had to war just to sense the presence of God on a pretty consistent basis. Then we moved to Shallowford Road, and that was three years of what I want to call relative ease. It was kind of ease. It wasn't too easy because the enemy fights hard anywhere we go. But the spiritual atmosphere was different there. But we hit Cheshire Bridge Road. And it's like the devil has decided that he wants to fight harder than he ever has before. But I'm telling you what. We break through. We pull out of the heavenly realms everything we need and there will be no hindrance. None. Worshippers. Stand up, Levite. Stand up right now, please. All of you, just stand up. Levites. Now, believers in Jesus, stand up around them and put your hands on them right now. If you see them, if you will, just just if you can get close, put your hand on them. Lisa, will you come up and stand with John, please? Hallelujah. Stand behind John. Father, we reordain today the Levites as worshipers. You've appointed them to have the sound. The sound of worship. Holy Spirit, there's an anointing on their hands, on their lips, on their feet. That the sound of worship will rise out of them, mighty God. That right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, today I feel in my spirit that there are some standing that haven't joined the Levites yet, but that are called to be a part of the warring worship of this church. And I pray for them right now, God, that you protect that seed that's been deposited into their spirit. And right now, in the name of Jesus, everybody say this, in the name of Jesus, we release the Word, the Word, the Word into their lives. The sound of praise is a breakthrough anointing. The breaker anointing rests on our worshipers.
and the worship leaders. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Those of you with hair don't appreciate the fact that a sweat will start right here and it'll collect others and they'll just run down all the way there with no control over them whatsoever. They should create a hat that's windshield wipers that just wipe the bald heads like this and just, amen. <laughs> Trademark 2011, Randy Morgan. Revelation knowledge is flowing. That might be the next million dollar idea. Um, all right, we're going to close this out and do some other parts, and then we'll have altar ministry workers come up. Do you know who you are if you're an altar ministry worker today? Raise your hand if you are, if you're on schedule. Praise God. Okay, good. God says to me today and says to you, that he's releasing a breaker anointing. And that we're called to go into every single place, especially to the house of God, and release that breaker anointing. The breaker anointing. Everybody say, I received the breaker anointing. That breaks through spiritual. I know this was kind of deep today, but it breaks through the spiritual atmospheres. When you come into Sunday morning, it's okay to be a little weird. It's okay. I have an old expression. I would rather put out fires than light wet wood. And it's okay if you come in and you're dancing a little bit. Move a little bit. The electric slide is welcome in worship. Pastor, what? what? God chooses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And if you want to pull something out of the heavenly dimension into the natural, you've got to hook it up to the right mechanisms. Lifting your hands in the sanctuary does it. The amens does it. The dancing does it. And it don't... It can be a dance of forms and kinds. You can flow and you can move and you can sign and you can do these things. And the, like I said, the electric slide is welcome. Any, they just move. That is one of the mechanisms that releases worship out of the, out of the spiritual realm and into the natural realm. Are y'all ready to go to that next level? Give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Corey, come on up and welcome everybody this morning. Corey is our sister Cheryl this morning. Come on up, hallelujah. Sister Cheryl and Annette are out of town, but go for it. My hat's not as pretty, I'm sorry.